Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for March 14th, 2021. Tonight's scheduled guest, Eddie Christian of WZFG, the Hockey Guys podcast, and a member of one of the royal families of United States hockey. Behind the Mask's College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Experience Verizon's 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business, Verizon Wireless 5G built right. By Bell Ford, see our award-winning dealership at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix, or go to bellford.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com and stay geared up for the season, on ice or in line. Cold beers and cheeseburgers. 12 Valley locations, two in California. Your home for sports, craft beers, and made-to-order burgers. Roger Klein's Canteon Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to MexicanMoonshine.com to see how to get your bottle today. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Stop in and pick up any of our award-winning sauces on your way home at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Burrito Express. The East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito, Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. And by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. ASU alumni owned and operated. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be listening to us live tonight on the Podbean app, this is College Hockey Southwest Live, our reaction show presented by our good friends at Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Anywhere that uh, you are, you can get on BehindTheMask.com and get your hockey gear ordered at any time. It is the start of NCHC week for us, live from Grand Forks, North Dakota. Scott Strandy parked right here in Grand Forks. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York, where I understand it is balmy and beautiful tonight. Paul, how are you? Uh, it's not that balmy, and it's not that beautiful tonight. It's really been windy and cold today. It was pretty nice yesterday, but... Uh... <laughs> Okay, well, I tried. <laughs> no, I get it. Um, it's it's, it's just... better than Denver, Paul. <laughs> uh, okay. Have you uh, seen Denver? They're under a blizzard warning with 19 inches of snow as of about three no, or four I'm hours ago. No, I'm allergic to that. Uh, I'm <laughs> allergic to, 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 to that kind of snow. <laughs> I got out of there just in time, apparently, and the Avalanche played today, and uh, and they won, by the way. So um, as this show goes well, on, good. we are one. Um, we have a win for Joey Decord, the Arizona State goaltender, uh, gets his first NHL win for the Ottawa Senators. What a bizarre game from start oh, to finish. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> what a bizarre five minutes to end the game, too, because we turned it on. Five, for, six, six minutes uh, and six 23 and seconds. I mean, listen, I, I'm looking at Sheldon Keith saying, you're pulling the goalie with six minutes left, and he almost got it right. I mean, holy smokes. Um, Good Lord. I, you know, I mean, they're going to, 
they'll, they, you know that they'll be talking about this from now until whenever Toronto plays its next game. Friday? Oh, my. <laughs> no, I can't, if, if that's the case, oh, my Lord. Um, but he almost pulled that off, and he won't get credit for it. Um, no. No, but, but let me tell you this. Holy Joe, smokes. Joey Decord should be suing that team for, for non-support because they missed at least four open nets that would have buried it. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even get awful. to that. Yeah. And they didn't make any effort to get to loose pucks. All they had to do was poke a couple away, and they could have had open, more open net chances. Oh my goodness! I was so Toronto, frustrated losing it. Toronto, <laughs> as as much as I don't want Austin Matthews to lose lose too much, right? Uh, unfortunately, he's on <laughs> you hate one the of the teams. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, he's on one of the teams I can't stand. Um, but I mean, in those last two goals that Ottawa got, I mean that. Ottawa gave up. There were four guys around the crease, and none of them were wearing a red shirt. <laughs> I know. You're a, okay, you're a, okay a hold, on, hold on. We can go on and on for the for hours on that, but we're talking. Yeah, no, I know. I just it is just um, it's just <laughs> holy smokes. I mean, I know. I, I was oh. watching it with you. I I know exactly what you're saying, but um, <laughs> this is NCH week, a uh, frozen faceoff week. NCHC week. Uh, NCHC week from Grand Forks, yeah. North Dakota, frozen face-off week. Uh, I arrived here late Thursday night, um, spent about 12 hours at uh, Ralph Engelston Arena, the Ralph. I sent you a picture verifying uh, Listen, you got the there Ralph. early enough for the desk clerk. That's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's another whole story, folks. But I did arrive in time for that. Um, <laughs> uh, spent about 12 hours at the Ralph on Friday. Saw some great hockey. Uh, spent about 11, 11 and a half hours at the rink yesterday. Saw some more great hockey. Uh, Paul, let me give you a quick synopsis of what I saw, because I know you were down and out <laughs> after getting your COVID shot, oh. which was worse than COVID originally that you I had. I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to laugh because God no, Lord. No, when you when you Matt. when you tell me that you're not going to watch hockey because you got to go to bed, I'm going like, what in the who am I talking to? <laughs> I, I I I couldn't sleep and I couldn't keep my eyes open, so you figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, back to the hockey. Oh my goodness! I I watched four games, eight teams in in. The Conference of College Hockey Champions. There's just no denying it. Um, and and I saw everything. I saw well, – let me tell you how it quickly started. I'm, I'm not going to go into this too deeply because we got a great guest coming up. We've got Eddie Christian joining us here in about uh, seven minutes or so. But um, the opening game was so bizarre. Colorado College against St. Cloud State, number, uh, two against number seven. Colorado College came in with 16 players uh, because of COVID. And, and good Lord, Mike Havland, what what a job of coaching you've done all year. Um, after the game, he let us all know that he had told his team that he wanted to break this game down into 12 five-minute games. I've never heard that said by a coach no. at any level before. No. He said, we, we broke it down into 12 five-minute games. We wanted to, to win five-minute games, as many as we could. Um, it almost worked. They, they lost to St. Cloud State 2-1. to one. How they even kept it that close, I have no idea. But what a battle it was. So that's uh, how things opened, Paul. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny because 
I, I wasn't watching. I was trying to keep up with <laughs> when I could actually open my eyes. <laughs> I, I, I saw. Try. <laughs> no, I, I I saw Colorado College's winning one nothing late in the second. Whatever it was, it was late. I guess it was the yeah. second period by yes. now. Yes, yes. And I'm was. and I'm look and I take a quick look and I see they haven't been called for any penalties. I'm saying, okay, that's the way they have to do it. They got to stay yeah, out of the box. And about 60 seconds later, I'm sure Mike Havlin's going to come hunting me down, but I was sick. <laughs> okay. So, so St. Cloud State, I'm going to say, uh, escaped to move on. Absolutely. Uh, 100%. And then uh, game two, um, number eight, Miami against number one, North Dakota, or as I'm calling them from this point forward, the franchise, because they could just North as Dakota. well be an NHL franchise. They are that solid. North Dakota. Um, I, Stop with I. Yes. What I say? What I say? North Dakota. The franchise. Yeah, North Dakota. Let's go. <laughs> anyway, uh, the franchise defeated Miami uh, six to two, um, and just total domination. Uh, it was. It just wasn't fair. Okay, so those are. That's my first day, right? Uh, I'm. I come back to the hotel. I get a lot of sleep because <laughs> I was exhausted. I got back up. Um, went over to my favorite taco place, Taco John's, right here in North right. Dakota. If you're an upper Midwestern, you know what that's all about. Um, then I went over and uh, – That's what I think when I think Mexican food. Right. <laughs> and then I hopped over to the Ralph again and uh, and pulled in and got ready for a 237 game between Denver and Omaha. And the first thing that I noticed there is that Denver's short players. <laughs> they had 17. Uh, but at least, as opposed to Colorado College, at least Denver had all their goaltenders. <laughs> yeah, Colorado College only had one, and Mike. Yeah, I don't know. I don't said, know how you do, how you do. Uh, Here's what Mike Cavlin told us because I know what you're going to ask. He said he had two forwards. He wasn't going to give names because it wouldn't be fair. But he had two forwards that were ready to go into goal had something happened to Matt oh, Vernon. Geez. So what, tell me, are, or the Vans, or the Zamboni <laughs> driver. <laughs> nope, he was going the forwards. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> okay, so so I see Denver and Omaha, and we both knew coming in that this might be the best game of the weekend, uh, just on the matchup and and what Denver had to do. And there is a rivalry brewing hard between Denver and Omaha, and it was um, never more evident than the post game when uh, <laughs> Coach David Carl from Denver so adamantly said. Um, yeah, we're happy to get the win in, in advance and, and more importantly, to end Omaha's season. Oh, oh, you could hear the gasps everywhere when he said that phrase because everybody's going, like, what? what? What do you mean, end an Omaha season? Um, he went on to tell us why he thinks Denver should, if anybody gets into the NCAA tournament between those two, it should be Denver. Uh, that's a whole other story. We'll get to that. Well, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping, because <laughs> you know me, I, I, I like things nice and orderly, especially for the show. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that our guest maybe has some gasoline he can throw on this fire. Uh, just we'll find kicks. out. <laughs> just for kicks. Okay. So then... The, the wrap-up last night was with, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, let's clear my throat here, the two-time defending champion Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs, number three, ranked in the uh, NCHC tournament against number six, Western Michigan. A battle back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. 
Uh, it finally ends up in overtime as why not? Because I'd been at the rink for 11 hours. So why not go yeah, for a 15 not minute feel break? Sorry for you though. So. I know, I know they aren't. Um, and Minnesota Duluth comes out. Um, they scored about six minutes into the overtime to win it. Uh, they line, hold on a minute. They line up on the, on the blue line, uh, to salute, um, Western Michigan, except Andy Murray and the Western Michigan Broncos stay on the bench. They, they don't come off the bench, and we're all looking at, like, what in the world is going on? Apparently, the face-off prior to the Not goal apparently. <laughs> Not was, apparently. Was improperly done. It, as the puck never hit the ice, it hit a player's nope. arm and went down. Yep. And, and uh, <laughs> Andy Murray was not given in. And uh, finally, the Bulldogs uh, just skated off, went to the locker room, and the referees kind of just – Said, okay, the game's over with. And still, about five, six minutes after the end of the game, quote, unquote, Western Michigan was still on their bench, all their players and their coaches. Finally, about six, seven minutes after it was officially over, they skated to the locker room. So, okay, it, the quick recap well, before we bring our guest on. The quick well, recap. I just, uh, by the way, I yeah. asked the question today. It's not a reviewable uh, play. Which I know is why. <laughs> I know why Western got screwed. I know it's not a reviewable play, exactly. Um, and I'm surprised that Andy didn't know that. Maybe he was just caught up in the in the whole mess of it. But um, anyway, so to recap the whole thing, that was four games that were so different. Uh, <laughs> it, it just is crazy. Okay, so that sets up um, a matchup. 3.06 p.m. tomorrow, Minnesota Duluth number three versus number two, St. Cloud State. That would be and central time. Central time. And 8.06 p.m. central time tomorrow will be Denver and North Dakota, better known as the franchise. Um, those four will uh, will be in the semifinals. It'll be on the CBS Sports Network. Uh, uh-huh. I want to thank our partners, nchc.tv, for all of their uh, incredible help and and great broadcast that they put out there will be no more nchc tv games this season um but but thanks so much to the nchc uh, michael wiseman josh fenton uh man you guys are incredible and i thank you so much for all the support you've given us i thank you so much for all the things that you've done for us and there's no better way to take a break and then bring on our our uh, guest for the night eddie christian in about three minutes by uh just going to the nchc tv a promo and let them tell you about how great their program is. We'll yeah, be back sign up about- now for next year. Absolutely. We'll be back in about three minutes. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season, leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said It's been running through my head Locked and loaded Alright, still got it Still got it 
Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and a relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans, college hockey fans, if you will. Listening to us live on the Podbean app tonight, this is College Hockey Southwest Live. It's our reaction show. As you found out in the first 15 minutes, there was a lot to react to. Uh, Scott Strandy, not in Scottsdale, Arizona, but it is NCHC Frozen Faceoff Week. So I am parked in Grand Forks, North Dakota, and thrilled to be back in this uh, beautiful country. Uh, thrilled to be back at the Ralph Engelstead Arena, the Ralph. And uh, I haven't been there in 13 years. Can you believe that, folks? Uh, my co-host, Paul Hornstein, out on beautiful Long Island, New York. And it is our pleasure to welcome in Eddie Christian. When I, when I said, let me give you the backstory, folks. When I gave Eddie a, a quick text and I said, hey, would you come on the show? He broke a record. I believe it was 30 seconds before he responded and said, yes, I will. So, Eddie, Scott, and Paul with you. How are you this evening? Hey, doing great, guys. And uh, thanks for the wake-up call the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Look at this, folks. He's on me already. <laughs> Hey, I said well, all these good things about your hockey team. I said it's no longer North Dakota or the Fighting Sioux. It's just strictly the franchise, Eddie. What do you think? Well, I don't disagree. <laughs> I didn't think you would. The, the North Dakota, if you want to look at the <laughs> Well, you see, I could li live with that a little bit better than I could. As, as a Mets fan, there's only one franchise, and that's Tom Seaver. So, you know. <laughs> Uh, okay, we, we, we could go from there. How do you get a guy from the island that knows hockey? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me let me give you the backstory on that. He he actually is a ASU alum from New York to Arizona back to New York. So that's even crazier. But um, I I want you to tell the folks all about Eddie Christian in the first couple of minutes because people need to know about you and what you did and what you do. Well, there's not much there. I was a supporting <laughs> cast for some pretty talented players back in the early 80s. Yeah, there was a few. <laughs> That's it? Seriously, what do you do now for a full-time daytime job besides be part of the hockey guys? Uh, that's actually something that's not a job. That's to uh, help uh, a good uh, ex-teammate, Jeff Bradall, go on and do a little, uh, little what we call uh, – I don't know, stress relief, I guess, is the best way to put it. And uh, we're having a good time with it, as you guys do. So we're oh, yeah. have fun with that. Full-time, I uh, work for an organization, National Electrical Contractors Association, which is a group of electrical contractors that are uh, signatory. And the guys from uh, Long Island understand that one. A guy from Red Lake, Red Lake Falls may not. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, so Eddie, Eddie, let me let me tell you this, though. But when I told Paul, I said, hey, I think I got Eddie Christian coming on for our show on Sunday night. He goes, unbelievable. Does he have wood sticks? Uh, still, still have wood sticks. Yeah, see, because they don't break. I don't care what anybody says. It might be a few miles an hour less on the shot, 
but they don't break every five minutes. I, I kind of went back, and I think somewhere in a drawer tucked away here, there's a Phil Esposito quote. It's not how hard you shoot. It's where you get it so the goalie can't stop it. That's exactly right. You know, it doesn't matter how hard you throw. If it's, got, if, it, if it's flat, anybody can hit it. So let's go. Let's go back to the wood sticks. And, 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 and let's go and let's and, and let's stop messing around here and because you might get 109 miles an hour in a hardest shot contest, but you ain't shooting at 109 miles an hour in a game. Oh, we're a little different. If you listen to the NHL announcers, there was a time when the puck stayed flat and guys gave saucer passes. And now if you watch it, they're swinging baseball bats and the puck's bouncing and rolling. So I think it has a lot to do with the sticks, but they'll tell you it's the ice. Well, the ice is supposed to be better now than ever, right? They have all these newfangled technologies to keep the ice colder, especially in 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 places that uh, are quote unquote non traditional, which I love, by the way. But that's not the point. So, uh, I, you know, let's go, people. Let's 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 call the reality of what it is. It's like. You know, you just because it's newfangled doesn't make it better. I'll go back and you can look at some guys that played the game pretty well that will have records that'll stand a long time. But Red Hall probably was the last holdout to moving away into <laughs> yeah. what they call carbon or fiberglass and all that. But he held under that wood blade and lit up lit up the league in the NHL for quite a few years with uh, with a wood wood stick and then wood blades in the two piece. That's it. Um, I, I'm with you. Eddie, I am with you a thousand percent. All right, so so Eddie, I when I heard the frozen faceoff was going to be moved uh, and a completely different format and come to Grand Forks, I uh, I got on the phone to the NCHC guys, uh, Michael Wiseman and Josh Fenton, and I said, "Hey, you got to make room for me because I'm coming up. I want to see Grand Forks again. I want to see the Ralph again. I, I need to be here." And single elimination. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on that first of all. What were your thoughts when you found out it was coming to Grand Forks and it was going to be a single elimination tournament? Well, first off, just glad that they are having a tournament. Obviously, yeah, isn't that uh, a fact? Happened last spring, so whatever they have to do to keep it rolling, and obviously uh, that came to light with, uh, as you mentioned earlier in the show, CC was sixteen guys. So if they were guys from Northern Minnesota, they'd be smiling because that was a typical uh, team when they came up to their youth <laughs> hockey programs. So I think they've been a large right. team at, at the point that a lot of kids come through some of the Northern programs. But uh, to be playing number one, without question, uh, for those in this area, knowing what team was assembled at uh, North Dakota uh, the last, last year and having that group come back, uh, there are some expectations that I think, uh, without anybody questioning, uh, they are they are a pretty driven group, and uh, I think they take a look that if if you if you can win one game at a time, there's not that many left in the in the rest of this to get to the final result. So we'll we'll keep uh, doing doing what they do, and again, this one is set up to be a pretty awesome. If you're looking at history, the names North Dakota, Denver, Minnesota, Duluth, and St. Cloud State in the NCHC, without question, they've all been there. Oh, and I and I am with you on the names, uh, even though in uh, Scott, I mean Duluth might have won the game yesterday, but Western Michigan was absolutely robbed. And I know Scott doesn't want to hear that as a bulldog, but. Um, Andy Murray had every right to be 
absolutely steaming mad last night. Yeah, and Western Michigan, again, if you were to kind of listen to what we've been doing on the hockey guys, and as you look at it and what how they started and what they've gone through, yeah, I, I, I was – I would I would not have been surprised if Western had would have walked walked into that final game and their opportunities disappeared and you know that that's the toughest part about having replay yeah is that they have it you think it might be available and then all the rules that are around it so in the in the final game you know what the more refs you have the more eyes you have back in our day we thought one was too many to have on the ice and now they have four. <laughs> 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 okay, you so, guys were just hoping to have one they could see, right? Not necessarily. The way we played back <laughs> okay. in those days, we right. wanted one like Neil Martinello. Maybe, well, maybe listen, couldn't see. We don't know. Eddie, I, I mean, I, I've brought this up before on, on, on the various programs. If you watch a game from the 80s, whether it's the college game or, or an NHL game, and you watch it with today's lens on it, you're saying to yourself, I can't be watching the same game because they were mugging people on the ice. Yeah, they're they're doing well. They gave the goalies bigger pads and they gave them more <laughs> gloves and more width. So what do you do? You have to try to figure out how to take away the rest of the ice so the goalies can stop the puck because the scoring didn't change much. But it, it it's all what they you know the game the game is ridiculously fast. No. Question. Oh yeah. Yeah. But that um, took a lot of opportunities for guys that were average skaters to not be able to play at the highest level. So, uh, yes, I, I, can, I, I can assume by the comment that you were not a goalie. I started as a goalie. Oh, okay. But then I told the team, if you can't score more than I let in, then I'll go out and show you how. So yeah. I did. <laughs> uh, uh, so I let so Jess any- Myers take that role on, but – so, Eddie, for those that don't know, when you walk into Ralph Engelstead Arena down by the uh, North Dakota locker room, uh, a big sign there that says speed kills. Um, every year, it's, it's more and more and more speed. And now they're adding more and more finesse, and they're adding more and more future NHLers to that roster. I don't know if that's even possible because there are so many for years. But uh, what's the secret? To North Dakota success? Without question, the tradition. If you take a look, it's the place to play in college hockey. It uh, has been that way for a long time. And in the mindset of the world today, it's the melting pot of college hockey. Probably a predecessor. I know there's some schools now that are kind of looking everywhere. And, but if you take a look, I think there's a few things. When you take a look, a lot of us talk about you know, area codes, you take a look at the area code of that, that program, it hasn't changed much since it was put in place back by a bunch of guys that wanted to have a program that was built around the region. And uh, that, that has remained a constant. So the feeder program is ex-players that keep whispering in guys' ears and saying, hey, you have a choice to make and uh, make the right choice. Let me follow that up by saying that everywhere I go in the Southwest, and I've been in uh, Arizona for geez, 31 years now, but everywhere I go, I run into former North Dakota players um, and and fans, and I see that logo. And you know what I'm talking about, the Fighting Sioux, which will never go away. Uh, I see that logo all kinds of places. 
And if I ever put anything of some of my garb on, and yes, I do have some North Dakota garb, folks, when I put it on, um, it's an instantaneous thing. Uh, it'll always be the fighting suit of you guys, won't it? Uh, no question. We were and we are. And uh, for those that are playing now, they're North Dakota players. But for those of us that uh, proudly wore the, uh, the logo, we uh, you know you go back and we, we, we say the respect on the front of that jersey uh, was there before you put it on. There was a proud tradition there and a kid from Moro that was fortunate enough to come out and play for a team that will remain the Warriors forever. For me, that, that the rest of it that went on around that because again, basically grew up in a part of the country that had a lot of native land and a lot of native friends and we just went to school together and we played hockey together and we went about life. So uh, that's that's how simple it should be and I'm not going into politics. No, hey, hey listen, that, I, I, Paul, I, let me get one more follow up in there quickly. Okay, because I no, I was going to support him. <laughs> Because... No, you are. I know you are. Just give me one second. I say amen to that, Eddie. But I want also everybody to know that is listening down in the Southwest that have heard the name Warlord before. But tell tell everybody what that suburb is just a few miles away from you. Oh, yeah, geez. the suburb to the west. Rosal. Yeah, that one. Yeah, Rosal. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, shout out to my mother's hometown. She uh, relocated the world with my father. So life goes on, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Paul, take it away. Well, listen. Um, I mean, I, I I know that there was a lot of politics involved, but to me, it's like if the if if the 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 situation is the same as it was at Florida State, where they were able to keep the name because the tribe was okay with it, that then then far be it from me to disagree. Uh, I mean, I don't, I'm not privy to the specifics of it like you guys probably were. So as far as I'm concerned, that's um. That would be would have been okay with me because I, but you know I was not a member of the tribe, so I don't want to sit here and and and. But as far as I know, there was nothing ever negative uh, associated with it. So um, and a few of us have a good life, so we haven't done antrusty because we don't want to maybe go back in the world and figure out that maybe we all were the same, right? Yeah. Well, you know. Like I said, it's just uh, without getting into the politics of it, I, 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 I'm I with you on that. Um, speaking of area codes, does North Dakota get a lot of 516 area codes uh, on their roster? Because I don't remember too many. Again, you'll probably figure it out pretty quick. There's uh, there's not that many. The uh, <laughs> It's pretty, you know, you, you may have what? Probably within uh, a 10-mile radius of you, you probably have uh, 10 times the area codes that we have across uh, the four – uh, provinces in uh, Western Canada and the uh, six states that you could swing a little uh, circle from. So good for you. You have all kinds of people. And out here, we just have to go out and find out how to scrape the pond and have a little tradition continue. Well, no, I, I, I understand that. I just, uh, because uh, Shane Pinto is from probably about 40 miles from me. So, which was what I was alluding to in terms of uh, area codes, uh, and uh, I, I smart don't. Kid. I'm he sorry, <laughs> smart kid. He listened. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't got up and with those eagles and those, uh, you know, those bean potters and you know those UMass guys. So good for him. He he listened to somebody that said, "Hey, 
Just say yes. <laughs> well, yeah, well, those places are pretty far from me. So, uh, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, Scott Scott likes to get on his uh, Rozo kick, so I have to to chime in with uh, with the Long Island guy here every once in a while just to yeah, keep I, him on balance, you know what I mean? I, I've got a nephew that's out there playing for the uh, for your favorite team, I'm sure, right? Um, Maybe. The Islanders? Yes. Yeah, Nelson Brock is my nephew. That's my sister. Oh well, listen, I I I wasn't a hundred percent sure you were getting at that, but yes, I much to my late father's chagrin, I am an Islanders fan. There you go. And uh, go ahead. So there's a little faith for you. No, no, I'm all for it. Listen, um, he's been tremendous the last few years, especially uh, under Barry Trotz. So uh, I'm all for. You know, I, I'm I'm happy to see it. Any you know anybody that puts on that uniform, I'm 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 there for him. So I spent a lot of years watching that team take out some pretty good teams back. Then. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll come back sometime. Sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so so Eddie, I want to ask you this: in in this COVID year, and as crazy as things are, and uh, you know, Paul and I have talked for the last though two months about uh, wanting to be in the smoke filled room where this group is going to pick a team. Uh, 16 teams to go to the NCAA tournament. I suggested it should be in a fish house on Lake of the Woods uh, where people just sit down and hammer it out and figure out who the teams are. But um, what are your thoughts? I mean, how do you go about picking 16 teams out of this mess? Well, they they got it right for the eight women's teams and listen to those guys down there and the little M complain that they never got there. But (laughs) you know what? That's a really good call. I think what's amazing here is if you have Duluth and if you have uh, somebody other than Minnesota or Wisconsin that wins the Big Ten, everything that they think they're going to do is going to change pretty quick. So, you know, everybody has their theory. Everybody has what we're hearing is the East is going East and the West is going West. That's all predicated that things stay in the proper order and maybe they haven't been there yet because both Denver and obviously Duluth if you take a look at, you know, St. Cloud 2, this thing is going to get really interesting. I mean, today Minnesota squeaked one out against Michigan State. and I they ever. Somebody, if they had lost that game, how does Minnesota State, that they, they should have an automatic because, again, in the world of what just happened on the NCAA women's side, they didn't look at the fours and the sevens. They took the nines and the tens. So I don't know that – it's an exact – I don't think that there's anything that's exact. It will be interesting, as everybody knows, the, the real the real debate is I don't think there's any question that the NCHC this year is extremely strong. I think the Big Ten has a couple of teams that are strong. When you take a look at the – out east, there is no – because you had a league that didn't really play much. You have, yeah, that's crazy. You know, I, I look at AIC and Army, and again, I keep going back to Eric Lang at AIC. My son, Bryant, played there and watched that program, was part of that change from uh, Mr. Wright, who was a extremely great hockey guy. Great, great. And now Lang has put that team in, and that, that league uh, is now kind of in a position where not a lot of teams wanted to come play them within the NCHC and the Big Ten because they start knocking them off in the playoffs and they don't want to have their pairwise hurt during the year. So <laughs> yeah. think about how that 
league has came up. I think it's great for hockey. I mean, so I I think until each league is done, this thing is going to be a, a good a good talking point. But it will settle in, I think, pretty quick once we know who wins. I mean, North Dakota's got to be in. Wisconsin's oh, yeah. got to be in. Yeah, Cato's got to be in. Yeah, you go across the leagues. You know, you have BU and BC, which I think have to be in. You look at AIC has to be in. So when you walk out and you say, "Hey, I think these are the ones that are in," then it then it does come down to league conference play. And again, in a year that doesn't have the crossover, a team that started out twelve and zero shouldn't be in a two one hockey game when it comes down to the potential fourth to last game of the season. Let me throw one more thing in there, Paul, real quickly. Uh, Eddie, we had Frank Serratori on uh, a couple, well, several times this season, and and I got a kick out of him because the first thing he told us was we asked him about the season and how the schedule is going to play out. He said, hey, guys, I just want 13 games played because yeah. that's what the NCAA said I needed to do to be able to qualify. Then we'll look at the one-loss record. Uh, and, and Frank got exactly 13 games. So, so I looked – and, and last night I heard, the, and I don't know if you heard the comments from David Carl at Denver last night, but um, he, he was pretty, I guess some would call it brash. I, I just thought he was honest, but he came straight out and said, um, we're very happy for the victory uh, over Omaha. And uh, more importantly, we're uh, very happy to have ended their season. <laughs> and the jaws in, in, in the, the press row just kind of hit the floor because they were going like, what? What did you just say? And he said, well, let me tell you. He said, the record, we've got a better record head-to-head against them. We just beat them here in the tournament. And uh, there's no way that anybody can select Omaha over Denver. Your thoughts? And I'm not – I wouldn't disagree. You know, what What was amazing is that Denver got caught up with games at the wrong time against teams that went through some COVID protocol – and in that situation, really had no control over doing anything than watching the teams that were able to keep their teams together and keep rolling and getting the games in. And some of the, what I'd call alliances, if we can get away with that, that if you take a look at, <laughs> you know, Duluth, Duluth and St. Cloud chose to take a weekend series and because of what happened, play a game each weekend, North Dakota, Omaha. You know, Denver wasn't invited to that party, I don't believe, were they? Are we saying that this was just random or not random, actually? Just remember, there's 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 relationships in the game of hockey that come back and, <laughs> and, and I think help do what the goal of the NCHC is, which is to develop players to play at the next level and have a great college experience. And if, if you take a look at trying to have your best teams playing at the best time to continue to roll the – Frozen Four and win the uh, NCAA tournament, wouldn't you want to have the teams that uh, do that with a pretty good history and record? And if you look, there's some pretty con- close connections through that to uh, to the University of North Dakota and the Fighting Sioux. Uh, listen, I it's it, it when you put it that way, it's 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 understandable. But um, uh, are you saying that? That somebody kind of, I, I mean, I love it because I love chaos when it comes to this stuff. So, I mean, David Carl saying that to me was like, yes, 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 yes. And let's go. I, I, I want tapes from the committee. I want chaos. And I want to see 
Uh, I want to see as much yelling and screaming after the selection is done as they can possibly get. Well, I'll get it rolling. Right now, I would say that watching what's going on, the Big Ten should have one team in there, and if they want it to be their league champion, that's it. If they want it to be Wisconsin, put them in. Oh, yes. I love it. I'm all, I, and then I'll throw this. I believe that if you look at teams and playing, I, I find it hard to think that this is the only year that you wouldn't not have two teams from Atlantic hockey. Well, is there a hotter team in the country right now? I mean, outside of North Dakota than Army? No. If you if you're watching college hockey, uh, they they are they are on a roll. So, so that if Army, this is fun. If Army wins the Atlantic Hockey, and then you take a look at rankings. AIC is right there. So I, you could have two out of it, out of Atlantic Hockey, and then everybody that's sitting in the teams that think they should have three or four, somebody's going to be out. So. That will be fun to watch, won't it? Uh, yes, it would be. Absolutely. Uh, does the WCHA get four teams in? I don't see that. I think, I think you know, Mankato, Mankato's Obviously. in my world there. They, they have, I think they have a great team. Bemidji State's on a roll, as you guys are aware. Uh, they're, they're playing well. So, again, uh, you take a look. The, the word is Bowling Green hurt, hurt themselves today, and that's probably not too far from the truth. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's got to be. Um, not that I'm upset about that because my buddy is a Northern Michigan alum, so I'm not too upset about that. Um, so let, let me ask this real quick, Paul, and then you can uh, jump back in okay. there. But So, Eddie, here's here's where I was looking at this last night, uh, and I'm a Bulldog alum. So, um, Well, somebody uh, has to be. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I said, for you, Eddie. I said, um, as much as I want to see my Bulldogs win, if Mes- if Western Michigan wins, uh, and we cover the Southwest from Denver to Arizona, so I'm going like, I would much rather see Denver face uh, St. Cloud State than face North Dakota because I don't think there's any chance for Denver to beat North Dakota. But I think there was a big chance that they could have beat St. Cloud State, especially after Colorado uh, College scared the heck out of them in the opening game. Um, so Minnesota Duluth winning, well, I'm a bulldog and proud of it. Uh, I would have rather have seen Denver have a chance to uh, maybe win a semifinal and get to the final against North Dakota instead of have to play them in the semifinal. That being said, is, it, is there any chance that there's five NCHC teams in this year's tournament? No, there's no chance. Okay. You heard it first, yeah, folks, right there. Okay, yeah, so no uh, assuming – In order for that to happen, you have to have somebody go east. And they're going to they're gonna do whatever they can, I believe, to have eight teams from the east. So, again, I think that it may be the, the, the an opportunity for Atlantic Hockey to finally get a second team in. And if that happens, watch out. Katie barred the door because they may not want to have Atlantic hockey coming out with two of the teams that are playing in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, listen, uh, you know, it, it, you know, they are the schools. I mean, everybody talks about the basketball tournament and how it got crazy because of all the first round upsets. The Atlantic hockey schools are the ones that put that in the NCAA hockey tournament. Um, there, there was a stretch there where those guys were winning that first game, like four out of five years, five out of six years or something like that. They have a, they have a history of taking the number one to close games or beating them. So yeah, that's, that's, that's why I threw out what I did that when you take a look and 
in essence, have it have the teams in that league playing in what I call an everyday situation, which is jump on the bus and go to your tournament or jump on the bus and go to your games. They, they I think, are in a very nice place. Uh, you put them on a plane and they don't have the budget to stay if they lose on Friday night. So they have to stay to get the coach's money on Saturday and they win Saturday. They get to uh, stick around again and go. So that's, yeah. I mean, for me, it was kind of fun. A couple of years ago, I was in the building when St. Cloud State played AIC and I was out for business and I got dressed that morning and I came back and my older son, Jordy, St. Cloud State grad said, who are you cheering for? And I said, I'm not going to say anything, but I opened my shirt and I had an AIC shirt on and I picked the winner. <laughs> he wouldn't let me in the suite during the game. That was fine. His mother was cheering with me. I love it. <laughs> okay. So I want to ask you this. Um, it, I know we don't have you for much longer, but I, I got to ask you this. Um, talk to all of our listeners in the Southwest about the tradition of North Dakota, because Arizona state, uh, Greg Power started that program five years ago, and, and he started with the mantra, be the tradition. And I, I believe it's kind of a runoff of North Dakota. He understands how, how good that program is. And so so tell everybody from, from back when you played to right now, what is the tradition that makes North Dakota North Dakota? Well, when I was there and getting recruited, you didn't have to go to school to to play hockey, but that was the draw. <laughs> then they changed that rule my uh, freshman year, and you had to oh, I had a lot of nerve doing that. A guy like Craig Ludwig, Ludwig okay, he was a hell of a hockey player, and uh, fortunately for him, they let you know he, he got through school. So <laughs> then the game changed, and now now they like to talk about grade point averages and and tutors. But I'm not so sure what that means. But I think ultimately <laughs> that if you're going if you're going to North Dakota, you're going to play hockey. And uh, the school is part of it, but you're there to play the game. And uh, obviously, they they did a great job of not going young. They did a great job of uh, putting, you know, what I refer to as the right group of people together. I, I don't I don't say it wrong when I tell you that there's uh, there's guys that are players and there's guys that play their supporting roles. And if you watch the NHL, there's guys that are players and there are guys in supporting roles. So if you take a look at a college program. Uh, everybody there is proud to be there. They're proud to be uh, in in the the North Dakota locker room. Back in our day, they wanted to be a Sioux fighting Sioux hockey player, and you showed up and you uh, you, you were you played every shift. Um, didn't have you know back in those days a varsity and JV like some programs did. There was only one one team, and that was that was the team. And uh, that's I think obvious. You know, last year you got a glimpse of it when you had a a, a player that said, "Hey, this this senior needs his moment, so I'm going to sit sit out here, and that senior needs to be there." That that doesn't happen in most places in the world of college hockey. Yeah, okay. absolutely, hundred percent. So I was going to ask two questions, and Scott kind of reversed the order on me because I was going to ask about whether or not you thought BU, especially after they lost today, should be in the tournament. But um, I'll, I'll push that aside. You can answer that if you want. You need to straighten out or confirm a, a, miscon uh, a, a conception that uh, I have from the outside. Um, as I look as an ASU alum, okay, and this was long before they started their program, okay, um, I get the feeling that uh, the North Dakota fan base um, is not 
happy or does not like the fact that ASU has a program. Am I misreading that or is that just, or is that? Uh, I'll go back and I'll give you guys a little humor, humor here and tie it together for you. So, sure. you know, probably a little bit like, uh, I'll, 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 quote, I'll quote a pretty famous guy on a story that Herbie Brooks was asked why Dave Christian went to North Dakota <laughs> instead of the University of Minnesota. <laughs> And Herbie Brooks said that they out-recruited me because uh, Gino Gasparini told Dave Christian that there was a gal behind every tree, and he didn't realize it until he got to North Dakota there were no trees. <laughs> so let's put that into ASU perspective. You got a you got a gal on the beach in Arizona on the de- in the desert, and you know your sunshine and blue sky on a golf course. That's a pretty tough uh, thing to recruit against for an 18, 19 year old kid. I think Paul, would you agree? Oh, I, I, I understand. <laughs> I, I, Why did I, you go to ESU, I think, is what you wanted me to ask, right? Uh, no, I actually <laughs> went there by accident, to be totally honest with you. Uh, I got dragged there by, by my parents and was left behind. So um, I only asked the question not because I sit here and, and – and I, will, I, will I understand the tradition Paul. of it. but Paul, I'll answer it honestly. Somewhere in the game of hockey, and the hockey guys talk about it on our show, the game is growing. Right. The Big Ten separated the old WCHA. Correct. And you're watching the schools in Alaska struggle, and you take a look at Denver and Colorado College. Should should the West get a college division, you now took apart the traditional WCHA, and you have Colorado College and Denver gone. That's the answer. I think I think that's the one that people may not understand. Um, okay, because I just I your games, because, your time zones, your travel. If you look and and again, the game of college hockey has gone from the Midwest to the in the East, and now it's kind of filled right. in in the Central and is filling in down South. You know, you got Alabama Huntsville that's going to have to find a league. Right, you got another team, St. Thomas, coming in that is instantly going to be a D one team. You, you, right. you have no question that program and. I'll put a little plug in there. If that program's looking to grow its program and put it on the map, Eric Lang should be the only candidate they talk to. Okay. Yeah, good Let's point. Let's put that one out there. I yeah. think that watching what he has done with that group that and the, the school he's at. Yeah. For him, for him, how do you have a shoestring budget and walk into probably going to be one of the there, there's no yeah, I'll be careful. The hockey program at St. Yeah. Thomas will be their leading program. And the kids from the University of Minnesota may have trouble keeping up on their donations. Hey, uh, you don't have to be careful. This, 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 this is, that's what we want. I mean, I only ask because I'm not sitting here and ever say going to ever say that the ASU hockey program is 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 a blue blood like North Dakota is. I just couldn't. I just can't understand um, why they would resent the fact that the school has a team. That's the uh, part they, that they I'm... don't resent the school as a team. We 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 sit and we understand that the game of college hockey is growing, and the old WCHA, if it were put back in place, would dominate the game of college hockey. Right. It got fractured by the Big Ten, and I'm going to suggest the Big Ten. How do you have seven teams think they should have four in it? Come on, <laughs> put a league together with twelve or ten or eleven, and then talk well, about maybe having more than two. Yeah, listen, and I just I because get you that, say I mean... you're the Big Ten again, that doesn't mean that you deserve to have more teams. Yeah especially when you don't have crossover play. I think that you should take the team with the most, the league with the most teams 
should get the most into the tournament if they're in the top 16. And then start going from that because that's reality. How do you say that there should be three or four from a 17 league when you have, you know, the eight team league that plays pretty good. So I, I think that's, again, I, I really think, Paul, your question is right on. Just remember that there's some rivalries and some history. CC mm-hmm. at the Broadmoor going back and the old Ralph and the old uh, barn at North Dakota. Right. <laughs> there's some traditional teams that were the fan base and, it's amazing when you go to Denver, the rink is green. When you go to CC, the rink is green. When you go to, when Minnesota, you go to Las Vegas, when you go to Las Vegas, the rink is green. You go to St. Cloud State, the rink is green. So if you take a look and you're a fan of college hockey, you kind of like going to those places. Yeah. And they'll, so, you know, that, that's what I think that the fan base is saying is Arizona State's going to take away the teams that they enjoy <laughs> competing against and playing against. Well, I only know this. I only know this. Hold on, hold. The competition will be fierce for those road games in Tempe in late December and early January. I promise you that. (laughs) Hey, they fill the state. If they if they put a rink in and North Dakota's in the Frozen Four and it holds thirty five thousand people, they'll be there. I know. I know. Let me. But let me tell you this, Eddie. I was at the uh, North Dakota Minnesota Hall of Fame game in Las Vegas at the Orleans uh, three years ago, whatever that was, three, four years ago. And it was swelled with green. I mean, I there were everywhere. Four, I think there were 40 Minnesota fans there, and there's 20 <laughs> players who sit around these parents showed up. <laughs> that was exactly the case. And I happened to be strolling around the parking lot when, uh, I don't know if you were part of that group. I know Oshie was and those guys, but uh, they sent free beer over, and the cart was driving around passing out free beer, and people were going like, Hey, where's this coming from? And they're going like, for, for TJ Oshie and a bunch of guys, uh, former uh, North Dakota players, decided you guys should have some fun in Vegas. So here you go. That's, <laughs> it was that's classic. What it, is. it was classic. Okay, I, I want to ask you something real quick. Um, when when you look at the NCHC, and we've had this debate uh, with Arizona State before we hop off of that topic, is they went to the Big Ten as an adopted child, if you will, this year uh, because they wanted somewhere to play. But the Big Ten absolutely shafted them, in my opinion, because they wouldn't let them have anything as simple as an overtime structure the way the Big Ten played their own games. They wouldn't allow them into their conference tournament even for this one year. They made them play all the games on the road. The reciprocating part of it was they said, we'll come play you at Arizona State, but we're not coming there until your new arena is ready. So that's going to be two years. Uh, <laughs> they really got shafted. And the other thing that I saw is, and, and I told uh, told Jess and Pat Micheletti this when they were on the show, I said, I have never seen a Minnesota team, and this includes playing North Dakota, get as fired up to beat and dominate a team as they did every time they play Arizona State. It's like they don't want them to be anywhere on the scoreboard. Your thoughts on that? You're right on. I mean, you know, the, the the Big Ten. The Big Ten is the Big Ten, and uh, you know the, that that is that is a challenge. And you know, hats off to Arizona State for going in and playing their schedule on the road. We had Coach Powers on. You know, take a look at. You know, he he now has a reason to build and continue to get that tradition because the story that he has to tell is we are willing to go in and play whoever, wherever, whenever. And uh, if you go back in the, the game of, of hockey, uh, you know, 
North Dakota came in, and the first thing they did is went and win their first one against Michigan. So go back in time, uh, the Big Ten is the Big Ten. They 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 did it before. There's been other times they've done it. So I, I'm a pretty big believer in the world repeats itself. So we're going through that and again. If Arizona State's come comes out of it as good as North Dakota, then you guys will be all right. Yeah, we'll be all right. I'll, 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 I'll take three quarters of that. So, so Eddie, if, if the, it comes up and I know it's in discussions already, but Arizona state wants a conference bad. Uh, they've been waiting for a building before anybody will even talk to them um, officially. Uh, but would they, would they be a fit in your estimation in the HC, NCHC? You know, again, I think that's, that's the difficult part because, you know, what, what, what I think needs to, you know, we've discussed and we talked about it. What, what we're looking and saying is, again, if you take a look and you go through and you do what I shared earlier, is you look at each one of the leagues, you have 11, 7, right? You're sitting there with yep, 10, yep. you're sitting there with 11, you're sitting there with 8, and you're sitting there with 9, and you got two teams that are coming in. Uh, Long Island, which actually – had a pretty good year for a first year startup program in Arizona state. So how do you put it together so that when you take a look at this, that you have what I refer to as similar leagues so that you give an opportunity to have what they're going through now. Again, I I'm struggling with a, you know, a seven team league that thinks they deserve to have half their teams get there because it's, it's their league. That, that doesn't even make any sense. The three-team uh, league should be coming out of the ECAC or out of Atlantic Hockey Yep, or out of the Hockey East. Totally agree with you 100%. Um, I would say that, that – Hence that, why I told you four teams won't come out of the NCHC. You only have seven. Right. Eight, right? You have eight, eight. not seven. You have, you eight, have eight. eight. Same, same reason. How do, you, how, yep. do you, how, how do you look at the world of selection and say that, you know, everybody complains about the uh, football conference and the SEC – and look at how they try to get that thing year after year after year. And in basketball, you have the Dukes and the North Carolinas. So, you know, they earned their way into it because there is no, uh, there is no so-called easy path in, correct? Absolutely. Okay. To put a bow on things, um, we got two games left to go in this uh, frozen face-off, North Dakota-Denver. I know your answer on that one. Uh, Minnesota-Duluth-St. Cloud State. Who wins that one? You know what? If uh, you call me after I see the coaches' pressers where they talk about if the game's going to be close or if they're going to go score the most goals and win the game, I kind of humor myself that most coaches <laughs> prove themselves right, not wrong. And, right. Uh, nice to see North Dakota go out and do that in their first game. And then the rest of them, you know, sometimes the NCHC plays that gritty. You know, it's still, in my estimation, the last league left where you can actually play somewhat of a game where it's pretty uh, – pretty hard hitting and it's pretty tight checking and it's pretty, pretty close to, to what the game was like. So, you know, I'm going to suggest that Scott Sandland has figured out how to come in at the <laughs> playoffs. So, you know, and he, he was the head coach and his uh, apprentice was uh, Larson. So Brent, Brent, <laughs> Brent may have his hands full. So yeah. Duluth, Duluth needs to win to get in. Yep. And, uh, that's what I'll answer. I, I won't I won't say, but again, I anticipate that it may be an overtime game. 
and uh, Duluth knows how to win faceoffs. They always do. They always do. Eddie Christian, thanks so much for Thank joining you. us. I, I knew you had to be the guest when I when I got up here. Uh, don't be a stranger. You got my number now, so uh, anytime you want to come back on, you're always welcome. And uh, you know, just I'll, I'll give you a parting shot from some great Sioux fans last night as I was leaving the Ralph. Uh, three older gentlemen came up to me, and one of them put his arm around me, and he looked at my jacket, and he said, where are you from, son? And I said, uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. And he said, well, welcome to Grand Forks. And I said, well, I'll give you a little secret. I grew up about 70 miles from here, so I've been here before, but it's been 13 years since I've been to the Ralph. And he said, well, I'll be. He goes, where's home for you now? And I said, Scottsdale, Arizona. And he said, you poor son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed all the way to the hotel. Uh, Yep, I think I I love you guys, man. I absolutely love coming up here. Uh, You guys are the best, and and you always welcome me with welcome with open arms, and, and it's fantastic. So keep up the good work, okay? Will do. Thanks for having me. Thanks for letting me be myself, Paul. Good to give you a bad time because Scott said oh, I, I love did it. a good job. He'd buy coffee tomorrow in Grand Park. <laughs> oh, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Oh, man. He's uh, got beat pulled wool over your eyes. That's for uh, sure. No, I'll do better we'll than that, Eddie. We'll have lunch together, buddy. Whenever we'll you, you want it. <laughs> okay. It's all, all right, good, folks. Eddie. I love it. Bring it uh, out. Uh, Thanks what for having me. What a great show we had. That's Eddie Christian uh, joining us from the Hockey Guys down in uh, in Fargo, Grand Forks. All of North Dakota is covered. Uh, he's, he's got college hockey covered in the Midwest. So we uh, are thrilled to be able to have him on the show. Paul and, all, and I are going to take a quick break, and we will come right back. And I promise you we will talk uh, just a little bit more hockey for you. We're going to run a little late again, as always, because that's what we do. We talk, okay? So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S., Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. If you live in the Valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. 
try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Live, our reaction show presented by Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Any one of their three locations in the Phoenix metro area or online at BehindTheMask.com. Paul, as I always do, I always like to get your thoughts um, when we have guys that uh, that are so knowledgeable about hockey, but uh, especially good guests like Eddie Christian. Give us your thoughts on our conversation. Well, I wish you would have spoke his mind. <laughs> I don't know if you're reading the chat right now, but he's just telling me, "Thanks, guys, for the soft questions." <laughs> you know, I, 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 you know, the hardest I, ones. Who's going to buy lunch? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Um, but you know, I, I, you know me, I, I, I don't mind a little bit of combativeness. That doesn't bother me at all. Um, I, if I. I you know what fun is it if 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 we get coach speak? It's no fun. Even better, he just texted now. Paul can send us takeout. <laughs> what? How oh, I can stuck by in here? I love it. <laughs> Holy smokes! Okay, oh, so so we ran over, but I, I want to give uh, right, just a but, few minutes. Go ahead. Hold on, here. let's let's yeah. let's let's just let's just mention this though because Eddie was. Is as much as we talk about being out uh, having opinions, he's not gonna. He mentions his nephew and Brock Nelson, um, and and I mentioned at the beginning in the open about hockey royalty. Um, let's let's familiarize folks uh, with with Eddie and his family. Uh, his family owns three gold medals from Olympic hockey play. Um, there's Roger and Billy. From the 1960 Olympics and Dave from the 1980 Olympics. So we, we, we can't, I, well, like I said, the intro is hockey royalty and that is what Eddie is. So uh, that wow. makes me appreciate him coming up on the show even more. Eddie, if you're still listening, first of all, Paul can count to three, so that's a good thing. Secondly, <laughs> secondly is, <laughs> and Eddie says, <laughs> and, and the Silver Gordon one is his uncle. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, oh, okay. Uh, he was only talking gold, Eddie. Uh, that was, yeah. <laughs> and anyway. you know, and and he mentioned uh, Brock Nelson, who plays for the Islanders. So, and I didn't do that. So, um, and that would be his nephew, and that would be his nephew. So. It's all good. So I just Absolutely. wanted to try. Right. That was fifty six, yeah. right? The the silver medal, or was that sixty eight in 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 Japan? Are we talking? Uh, he, he's going to tell us here shortly, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's always great to get up here for NCHC week. Uh, I honest to God did not think it would be in North Dakota. That's not usually where it's at. It's usually in Minneapolis. Nope. And uh, you know, my daughter just uh, outside of Minneapolis. I was thinking, well, that'd be kind of fun. Um, but, but it's been a blast, uh, long days, great hockey, uh, lots of old friends, uh, doing a feature with the, uh, the voice, the PA voice anyway, of, uh, North Dakota hockey, uh, Darren Looker. So watch for that one to be up on our website, uh, in, in a few days or so, but Darren and I are going to 
complete things tomorrow. But um, man, oh man, there are so many traditions that and that's why I love college hockey, Paul. I just hope that at Arizona State, when they when they get that arena built, that they start forming traditions because, uh, yeah, and it's yes, fifty six. He says so uh, for the silver medal. Um, <laughs> it had to be one of those two. But anyway, uh, the traditions at North Dakota are just so much fun. So even with, you know, 21 or 2,700 fans or whatever they have in you right now with COVID restrictions, they still bring it every single night. Um, and Darren is one of the best at, at PA. I, I absolutely love spending time with them. And just so happens that he's three seats down from me. So it's going to be a fantastic story, I hope. Uh, him and I are going to talk tomorrow and, uh, and get it all on camera. So uh, looking forward to that. But um things are winding down paul we're getting really close to having no. like 16 teams for the ncaa tournament just a quick rundown if you can and just uh oh goodness five or six minutes about what's happened in the rest of the hockey world well uh michigan just ended ohio state season so we have that uh what a game was last that, night was, was that just a game or was that a statement by a coach uh no that was an actual game <laughs> That was an actual game. Uh, we talked about Army and Atlantic hockey. Uh, Atlantic uh, Army beat Bentley last night in the third overtime, uh, the, the ninth longest game in NCAA history. Um, and I'm sure that every time Frank Saratori sees Bentley, who uh, – uh, you know, yeah, I'm sorry, me. they played Sacred yeah. Heart. Sorry, yes. they played Sacred yeah. Heart last night. I'm sure that every time because what happened to Bentley because what happened Bentley withdrew after they beat Air Force so I'm sure that that just makes Frank Saratori nuts. Um, they played Sacred Heart last night. The Army dominated the game. The, the Sacred Heart goalie kept them in the game uh, for most of for 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 that entire game. Um, so uh, that'll be uh, very interesting to see as they are in the final four of their tournament. Um, and they very well could get two teams in that tournament this year, especially with BU losing uh, in, in their conference tournament today. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, the WCHA, Northern Michigan, uh, knocks Bowling Green out of the conference tournament. So it'll be very interesting to see how the Bowling Green-Bemidji uh, pairing uh, fares when it comes to getting into the tournament. Uh, we expect Minnesota State and Lake Superior to be in, uh, so we'll see what the committee says about that. Uh, the 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 Omaha Denver situation, as we've already covered, will look uh, very be very juicy when it comes to the tournament, uh, and and we'll see what happens with that kind of controversy. Hopefully, there's a lot of it. And um, <laughs> quit cheering for controversy. That's what I do. And, In the COVID year, <laughs> you know, and it'll with the ECAC. What happens if Quinnipiac doesn't win their game against whoever comes out of there comes of, chaos? Uh, uh, who whoever comes out of uh, the St. Lawrence Colgate uh, game <laughs> before? Though that's what we want: chaos. Complete and total chaos. 
Okay, so here's how I'm going to put a bow on uh, this craziness that's about to ensue here as we approach the uh, ensue like that. I got the sue part in. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't bother me. Okay, as we talk, as we talk about the NCAA uh, tournament, is that I don't know how, as a selection committee, I understand it in normal years when people play similar amounts of games, but when you have games, stop, stop, some, stop. Stop what? Stop using the word normal year because this is uh, no, anything no. but. No, so. no, no. Uh, no, let me finish. Like I said, in normal years, when pe- when teams play similar games, and as Frank likes to say, cross-pollination uh, in different conferences, so you have something to compare against, I understand it. But when you're looking at, uh, at teams that have played um, 16 games, 18 games, and other teams that have played 28 how can you possibly balance them, especially if you're looking at a power conference like the NCHC with teams that, uh, you know, have run up against it, if you will, as far as COVID issues. And again, I'm, I'm just throwing Colorado College and Denver out there, two teams that have really gotten some bad luck in the COVID scene. Uh, but how can you run up against them and say, OK, a team that played a weaker schedule, obviously, and they played 18 games and they won a few more, um, deserves to be in the national tournament over somebody that's played much more competitive games, and uh, maybe their win-loss record is not as high. But, uh, you know, I don't know. It's crazy, and like you said, it's not a normal year. We know it. We understand it. That's where the chaos is going to ensue from. But I I just don't know how you're going to pick this uh, 16-team field and say that it's fair. It's why we want the tapes, baby. It's why we want the tapes. <laughs> okay, we got it done. We saved it. I think you can still get your read in, and we can get out of here before uh, they shut us off at Podbean. So give it a so shot. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com Network has been brought to you by Belfort, the presenting partner of the Sunday Special. Visit Belfort.com and explore the 2021 return of the legendary Ford Bronco. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, 100% blue agave, is used to make our unique tastes. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com to order any of our three award-winning flavors. Behind the mask, ice, in line, in net, up the ice. Whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Burrito Express, homemade taste, takeout speed. Six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. By Verizon Wireless, the 5G coverage America's been waiting for. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. It's barbecue Las Vegas style. By the NCHC. Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the Conference of College Hockey Champions. Cold beers and cheeseburgers. Sports craft beers made to order burgers. 12 Valley locations, two in California. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casino. It's worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Pre-game, post-game, during the game. The place to be to be with ASU fans. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, 
the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey, Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Very well done, my friend. And read the uh, messages again on the uh, the chat board. Uh, I think Eddie has found a place for you to send us takeout from the Red Pepper Grand Forks. Um, I guess we can pick it up around noon or so tomorrow. It's not far from where I'm at. <laughs> I'll look into that. <laughs> he got he got suddenly quiet, folks. <laughs> All right. Uh, big thank you to Eddie Christian for uh, joining us tonight and bringing it as always. Uh, I knew the hockey talk would be great. Uh, it was even better than I expected tonight. So a uh, big thank you for that. And uh, uh, Paul Hornstein, as always, thanks for uh, for sticking it out. I know that COVID shot was was oh. probably worse than COVID oh. for you. And I know you're not well, 100% I think it was. yet, but, but thank God that you're feeling better. We're, we're happy for you on that. And uh, we look forward to uh, three more great shows here in Grand Forks. The other two folks, just so you know, 5.30 p.m. Central Time, so 4.30 in Mountain, uh, both Monday and uh, Tuesday. Uh, Mike Peluso is going to join me tomorrow between the two games, as I will be uh, in the press box at Ralph Engelstead Arena. And then Tuesday night, uh, we hope to have Josh Fenton on for a few minutes as Paul and I uh, break down college hockey Southwest weekly on Tuesday night. And then Wednesday night, I will be uh, tucked in in uh, Lake Elmo, Minnesota, and we'll have uh, another great guest uh, talking ACHA club hockey. So lots of good stuff happening. Uh, thanks to the NCHC and Michael Wiseman, Josh Fenton for making everything happen for us up here. It, it's always a pleasure to work with them and they're great corporate partners as well. So, okay. I've said all I can say. We'll see you all tomorrow night. Uh, little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro will send us off. Good night, everybody. Good night.